0: Welcome to the first episode of the Midnight Spill podcast. Hi. Host Amelia
1: Barry joined with Ansley Qualio. And today
2: we're just going to be introducing ourselves,
0: showing you some of our segments planned, and honestly, we're just we're going with the flow because I'm I'm frightened. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we're just here to have fun. We are just here to have we're fun. Here to have fun. We're, we're gonna have fun.
0: This is just for fun. We're gonna see where this takes us. And if anyone likes it, we'll continue doing it. If
1: anyone out there in the world, if you're listening to this, thanks. Also, if you hear whining, it's my dog. Ignore it. She's
0: mm-hmm. fine. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> like, please, please. So I'm Amelia Berry will just be referring to me as MK.
1: I'm Anne Sigualio. y'all can call me Anne.
0: And today we have a couple things lined up we wanted to talk about.
1: Um, So, I guess we're just gonna start off with how we met each other. mm -hmm, Because it's mm -hmm. kind of a story.
0: It is, it is. It's honestly a little drama. (laughs) It
1: is a little drama. Um
0: decided to call this segment for today our song if you didn't catch up we are Taylor Swift fans
1: we
2: are and there will
0: be some Taylor references sprinkled throughout but exactly. since this is our debut we're going with our song
1: today. exactly and later we're gonna get into some more Taylor stuff so just be ready <laughs> <Whew>! <laughs> all right so Time to be narcissistic and talk about ourselves.
0: I mean, you know, that will come naturally. <laughs>
1: they <It> will. <laughs> um, so. how? a lot to
0: unpack. Do you want to start us off?
1: Sure. Okay. How long ago was it?
0: I would say, I would say a couple years back, honestly.
1: Um. I think we started talking a couple years ago, but like, I met you, like, four years ago
0: yeah um so basically our both of our dads work for the same company and uh once a year the company sends us on like a summer vacation slash board meeting slash you know we're gonna work but we're gonna make you feel you know relaxed while we do it
1: working at the beach weird but fucking beautiful
0: exactly and so uh it's like a family thing And so, my little sister met Anne through this. Yeah. Um, And so, they started off being friends first.
1: We were friends for, like, three years. Two or three years. Mm -hmm. And I, like, when we would go on these yearly trips, I would also hang out with MK. But we weren't, like, friends outside of it. In fact, um, Maddie, who is her sister, um, would kind of shit talk her. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay.
0: Honestly, understandably, I've mentioned this before, but, you know, she's had a lot of character development through the years. She has. And I will be completely honest, those few years ago, I was a little bit of the worst. And so, quite frankly, even if, you know, Anne does not see me as the kind of person that. Maddie described currently, I probably was everything she said
1: I was. And you know what? That's fine,
0: okay? I'm being real.
1: She's being vulnerable.
0: Okay? <laughs> My god. anyways We can't be canceled on our first episode.
1: <gasps> okay. <laughs> so um Maddie in the future we started just like talking and texting less and less. And eventually it got to the point where Okay, I think our first breaking point was when Maddie invited me on a trip to to y'all's beach house, Mm -hmm. and you invited your friend Lily, Mm -hmm. and on that trip, I found myself hanging out with Lily and MK a lot more than Maddie, and not like on purpose, I wasn't like purposely trying to ignore her, it was just kind of more drawn to them, and we ended up making her feel left out, which like still feel bad about, um, because that was not our intention. Mm-hmm. So, after that trip, we kind of started talking less and less as the years went by, and eventually, like we got to this one alpha trip, and it was just me and MK pretty much.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, for the listeners, the alpha trip is what we call our um, uh, our parent, our dad's um, summer trip that they
2: um, company.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, 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 my bad, y'all, my bad. <laughs> Ugh, okay, so, after that, it got to the point where Maddie and I just, like, did not text, so, when you, I mean, I had your number, but, I think what happened was, like, on a Alpha trip, I texted you on it to go and, like, meet up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we just started texting after that. Yeah. I think that's what happened.
0: Yeah, and, you know, just to set the record straight, which we've done a couple times before in the past, but to set the record straight, um, it wasn't our intent to leave anybody out. Um, we were young. We were in the moment. I, it sounds like I'm trying... It sounds like I'm... a. Uh, a homewrecker, and you're oh. going
2: to justify our infidelity, oh, our wait. affair.
1: <gasps> we, we are, are married.
0: married we have one too many drinks, okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> one too many freaking Red Bulls, all right? Exactly. Celsius, Celsius.
0: Exactly. My God. Um, but yeah, it, it was... We were young, and it was in a moment, and we could definitely look back on ourselves um, at the time and think that I personally do not recognize that person, but, you know, times heals all wounds, I suppose. True, true. Um, But yeah, I can definitely say we are really different people. We are. at the time, um, we... It could have, honestly, if I'm being completely transparent, it could have been, like, a subconscious thing where I mm-hmm. was like, oh, this girl, uh, as an ants is, like, really fun to hang out with, and but she's, you know, friends with Maddie, and I, you know, don't want Maddie to kill the vibe or anything like that, so I'm just going to steal her away. It honestly could be a subconscious, really immature thing like that, but looking back, I... I still feel as if, you know, that who I am now would not do that. And, you know, I have since made a lot of peace with my younger sister since then. Um, we're on a lot better terms. Um, we're not getting into the villain origin story segment on this episode because that's
1: Spoilers spoiler
0: And spoiler. <laughs> ah! upcoming videos. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've had some rocky past for sure, um, but we've since made peace. And, you know, I have talked to her about, you know, me, you know, quote, stealing Ansley, you know, in the past and stuff like that. And she said she kind of foresaw, you know, uh, her and Anne's kind of growing distant as, you know, you just mentioned that you kind of stopped talking and, mm-hmm. you know, weren't as close as you were. Um, but yeah, she told me that she foresaw that this would, you know, inevitably happen, but obviously she didn't want it to happen how it did with me, you know, like coming in and like forcing it. Yeah. You know, I guess it's one of those things where if it was inevitably to happen, then you know, what's worse it, you know, just forcing it to happen and it being ended there. Or, you know, just, I guess, a slow
1: burn, as they say. Yeah, yeah, Um, No, it was inevitable. I agree. We were, we just weren't alike enough. Like, as we, as we aged, our differences started growing more than our similarities. And don't get me wrong, opposites attract is a real, real, real thing. But, um, it was just a little too opposite. It was like, we had a little bit in common, but it wasn't enough. Uh, Which is, which is okay. Like, like MK said, we have no ill will. Like, no one's mad at each other. Yeah. Um.
0: I mean, I can look back and think at the time, it was a lot more drama than it is now. But, you know, obviously, when you're in the moment, it's very much a big deal. mm -hmm. But, you know, Like I said, we've talked things out. I don't think um, Maddie has ever spoken poorly about Anne's in particular. Um, I have a feeling it might be a little awkward if they were to hang out now, Mm -hmm. but I feel like since we've grown up so much since then i would have to assume since i'm not good with time and stuff that was probably maybe three years ago
1: yeah sounds about right two or three years something around that time three four years ago
0: and so if we you know were to reunite now as the older people we are i have a feeling we would still be cool with each other
1: i agree i agree Mm -hmm. um now it's to the point where like we literally call slash talk every night which which is what inspired us to talk and have a podcast because every night when we would call we would be like oh this podcast episode blah 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 um and we would just call our facetime calls a podcast episode and then we were like wait what if
0: we
1: actually made it a thing exactly at first it was gonna be called the midnight tea but then we were like midnight spill rolls off the tongue more you know
0: Right. And I was thinking how we will be making it a reoccurring thing where we, you know, drink out of wine glasses. We are both
1: mm-hmm. underage. <laughs> so not actually drinking any alcoholic beverages. I promise. Um, I promise. Those I white promise. calls white calls? Those white claws are not mine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're memes. Mimi is my dog. They're memes. <laughs> Um, she's looking at me like, bitch, you better be joking. <laughs>
0: <sighs> the framing. <really laughs> crazy.
1: If you say.
0: But yeah, we better. are kind of making it a reoccurring thing that we drink out of wine glasses just for the, just for the trauma. That's
1: Literally, for the, yeah, hmm mm-hmm. This um, is about to be Love Island, all right? Let's <laughs> have a look.
2: We need to make. Let's have a look. Merch.
1: It. Is, it's. It's. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. See, my dad has a podcast. Go check it out. The Couch Castered podcast. If you like this podcast, your dad will like my dad's because it's a football podcast. Um, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on any. Um, yes,
0: plug. Yeah, you're. Th-
1: <laughs> my last name is Jeffrey. You're welcome, Jeffrey. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yeah. No.
2: Production. He doesn't
1: have that many viewers, but he doesn't really care because he also does his podcast for fun. Um, mm-hmm. peep the fact that I'm using his mic right now. Uh, Shh. It's okay. <laughs>
0: Listen.
2: The partyants will
0: get what. The, party the ends. Party ends. Ah! ah. That was. Oh, no. I mean, I. Okay, so back in backtrack, my parents have always told me that I need a podcast, not because I'm necessarily interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dang. I'm
0: like, Listen, I'm exposing myself. Hey,
1: <laughs> I'm giving flashbacks to that one person. But yeah, they. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just got it. <laughs> think, yeah. Um. But yeah
2: that they wanted me to make a podcast make
0: a tiktok a youtube account something like that because I simply just bother them too much with the things that I want to tell them (laughs) and so they're like how about you stop bothering me and you know bother the rest of the world
2: damn
0: (laughs) I said it in a much more nonchalant way but read between the lines
1: exactly see when it comes to my parents I don't think they care. Um, I'm gonna be so real. My mom, I call her Karain. Um My mom Karain, she she likes to talk to me until <laughs> excuse me. Anyways, until um I say something that she doesn't agree with and then she's like <gasps> never mind. So so right. So I
0: have to say ditto to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ah, all right, well, get to know us. Get to know us. What is one fun fact about you, MK?
0: Lord. I mean, I'm trying not to be pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> because when someone says, say something about yourself, I really hold back. Because I could say a lot of things.
2: Holy. Uh,
0: let's see. I guess if we're going to. For the viewers, I guess if we're going to. Do like a synopsis, like a you know, just like a chunk of what we are, what we do. Yep, I would say, um, I am currently um, an advanced dancer, I do um, I've been doing it for a very, very couple years. I, I say advanced dancer as if I'm some big wig or something like that, but I, I must say that I am very inexperienced when it comes to someone of my age. Um, yeah, usually at this age, I would have like at least 10 more years under my belt, but it, dance is something that has recently come to me. Um, I think I started, I mean, I feel like every, you know, young girl in the universe um, it does some sort of dance ballet class as toddlers.
1: I did. It traumatized um, me. <laughs>
0: and I feel like some of those girls actually roll with it and continue pursuing it, and some of those girls are like, man, I am not interested. And so at the time, um, I was, you know, doing it as a toddler as everyone else was. Um, but because obviously I was so young, I didn't understand, you know, what it would mean to me or anything like that. It just, I didn't find anything special. And so when I was 12, um, me and my friend Lily, who we briefly mentioned before, um, I know that she was doing ballet, which, um, long story short, she didn't enjoy it. She was just doing it for her mom, I believe. Um, but I started doing ballet because I knew she was doing it. I was like, oh, we could you know, have classes together. Uh, but at the time, I was um, taking jazz hip-hop classes, which, let me just say, was really tough on the eyes. I would not you know, submit that to any kind of torture for my worst enemy. (laughs) Let me just say that it was not
1: anything cute to look at. You mean your worst enemy? (laughs) Peter? Is Peter... Would you say Peter is your worst enemy? Peter Evans? (sighs) If you know, you know.
0: If you know, you know. But, honestly... He's,
1: he's out there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Y'all yeah, will figure I was, out our Peter Evans dislike in the future. Right. We will be digging
0: into that, too. But, um, yeah, I was doing jazz and hip-hop. It wasn't for me. I was just doing it for, like, um, extracurricular stuff, just having fun. Um, so I was doing that and ballet, And eventually, I stopped doing both. I felt like I was just going to drop out of jazz, you know, eventually. But I stopped doing ballet because um, I have a lot of social anxiety, um, which we'll we'll dig into in the future. Mm -hmm. But. I have a lot of social anxiety, and so at the time, I wasn't even, you know, attending classes, because classes being dance classes and school classes, Uh, because I was just so anxious, I couldn't, you know, I just didn't really want to be there, so I would just, you know, hide out in the bathroom during Mm -hmm. the whole class and, you know, pretend I went. Um, And so, eventually, I dropped out for about a year or so. Um, And once I started homeschooling around, like, since I dropped out for a year, I would say I was 14 when I got back into ballet. Um, I think um, after I started homeschooling again, um, you know going to therapy, getting a prescription, you know, all all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. I started feeling, you know, good enough to actually attend my dance classes because I feel like I felt some sort of passion for it. I just didn't, you know, it was overshadowed by, you know, me just being anxious to be there with other people. So I started going back when I was 14, and I started taking it seriously at that point. And yeah. let me just say, you know, be, like, just being serious about ballet at 14 years old is really unheard of when it comes to, like, people who go, like, pro and, like, make it their whole lives. Because, you know, the best thing for a dancer to do is start, like, once you can walk and make it your whole life up until you retire at like 40 because if you're doing it for that long obviously your body is you know not gonna handle it for until you're 70 or something Mm -hmm. so basically um yeah me starting taking it seriously at 14 was really overwhelming I had a lot of catching up to do in fact I um I did um, like, beginner classes, like, uh, I think a common misconception, um, which, if I'm using an example, and, like, in media, a common misconception is when dancers start dancing, they get their point shoes. That is not how it works at all. Um, I think one of the things that sticks out is, like, The Greatest Showman, uh, one of... Uh, the Daughters in The Great Showman. She wants to be a ballerina. And her parents just give her a pair of point shoes. And
1: then mm, she's a mm, ballerina mm. now. <laughs> and I'm like, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman said, hold on. I got if this. If that was the case, then, <laughs> you know. All I'm saying. If Hugh Jackman was your dad, you'd probably be a pro by now.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, though you hit me
2: up (laughs) for real but yeah basically um
0: I started I did my when I was 12 I did you know the ballet 101 classes with like the little slippers you know just like those flimsy little sock (laughs)
2: looking
0: shoes um and then I made it to pre-point before I dropped out for a year and those are they look like point shoes, like they're the satin shoes, but the box, which is what we call it the, the toe of the shoe, is a lot you know, squishier, a lot flimsier. So they use those shoes to like prepare your feet for point shoes. Um, get it used to the ribbons, get it used to the shank, which is like the sole of the shoe, which is honestly sometimes more uncomfortable than the actual box itself. That's crazy. But- yeah. Um, so I actually took Ballet 101 and one and pre-point twice, because I did it, you know, for the first time when I was 12, then I dropped out, then when I came back when I was 14, they were like, we just think it might be a little unfair to the rest of the girls, if you, you know, just go straight into Point now, because you had that year hiatus and stuff, they were like, well we're going to have to have you do all that again because, you know, if you stayed with us, um, for that year, you would be in point shoes by now, but you know, we're going to have to have you do that all over again. I was like, okay, I see how it is then. And so I did, um, those classes again, which I think was a blessing in disguise somehow. Um, because with, um, taking that year hiatus obviously I got out practice of doing that kind of stuff but you know muscle memory is a very real thing and so when I started getting back into it I was like oh I remember this and it all came back to me a lot quicker than you know uh than my peers because they were doing it for the first time Mm. um so I really sped through those classes a lot quicker because I was like oh right I remember how to do that and I remember to do such and such and such and such which the other girls were just learning for the first time so I really sped through those and it made my overall dancing skills and form as they say a lot stronger because I did it twice you know yeah so once i actually got my point shoes point
1: shoes
0: when i actually got my point shoes last year which i think was i would have to say the summer of last year i got my point shoes for the first time and so i've had them for over a year now currently winter
1: of you know december 17th remember
0: the year anymore
1: yeah no it's okay it's almost 2024
0: it's almost 2024 so yeah i've had it for oh i've had them for over a year now um which i would have to say i'm coming along good um and i can definitely hold my own in a group setting but if we're doing like one v one like if we're taking a girl who's had her point shoes for like four or five years by now it will definitely not look the same yeah
1: no um but i
0: can definitely say in a group setting like group performances um i can blend in good enough (laughs) to where i don't completely look you know out of character yeah but yeah that's my journey <laughs>
1: she said hold on let me give y'all my life story period right. but yeah whenever people you know ask me to say something about
0: myself I just go to ballet because that's yeah. currently that's my current personality trait right now yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah I would say that's you know what I got going on right now but if we're talking about you know other interests other hobbies I love, you know, film, whether that be, you know, vintage films, black and white films. I love, you know, old films, but I also, you know, just love to watch a good movie as we all do. Um, I love a good book. I usually lean towards the classics, but I've, you know, gotten into, you know, more popular books that are going around now. Um, both Anne's and I love music.
1: Yes, music love is a big music. part of our life, which is why our pod is somewhat Taylor Swift-themed.
0: Somewhat. There's undertones. There are. There's undertones of a lot of music. Yeah, there's
1: um a little bit of Madison Beer, a little bit of of Sivan, stuff like that. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And obviously, Lana is my entire personality. Oh, of course. Personality. Um, and if anyone asks, she did birth me.
1: <laughs> yeah, Lana Del Rey is MK's mother. If you, know, just, if you didn't know. Just for you for future references. Her name um Amelia Berry is actually a co name, her real name is Amelia Del Rey. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't give out my government information like that. Though. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Anyways. Yeah. We
0: both love music. I think people's personal relationship with music and like the artists and genres they listen to really reflects who they are as a person. It does. So we both love music.
1: We both by... love um Arctic Monkeys the band. Alex Turner.
0: Yes. Of course.
1: Of course. <laughs> he is uh, my father. Yeah. I'm actually I British. Can't. Yeah, I've been masking my accent this whole time. This is not a British accent, by the way. This is Australian. Um, uh, but
0: that's part of your deep cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love, like, fashion design. I know that's very... If we're talking niche girly interests, if we're, you know, steering away from psychology and architecture because she's yeah. so unique... Yeah. She's not like the other girls. Yeah, no. Talking, you know, typical girly things, obviously.
1: If you uh, want to hear more about her life story, visit com. The girls that get it, get it. The girls that get it, get it. Don't actually, that's not a real website. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
0: yeah, I love to dress up and I love to do makeup. So, yeah. you're welcome.
1: Yep. <laughs> so, for me, I, mm-hmm. of, of course, also do love makeup and music, so we're both somewhat makeup artists. Um, somewhat, yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: no, oh, oh,
1: oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, my, one of my favorite artists of all time is uh, Melanie Martinez. I also, we also love The Neighborhood. Yes. Um, yeah. I love, really, I can find anything that I love, though. So, like, music rex, please. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, for me, I'm into, ugh, I'm such a gamer. I'm such a gamer girl, guys. <laughs> and, yeah. She shops at Hot Topic. Monthly. I do. <laughs> I go to my local ghetto mall every single day to go to the Hot Topic. All of her clothes are from the thrift store because she's so humble. I am. I am. Uh, <laughs> Goodwill is my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. So, uh, I I love a good indie horror game. I love lore-based games. Of course, you have, like, FNAF. Um, Omori is one of my favorite things. DDLC, aka WWE Literature Club. Um, love that, A Night in the Woods, very, like, lore-based indie horror Mm -hmm. games with- She's currently speaking a
0: completely different language to me. Uh, yeah,
1: very, uh, metaphorical, deep, have to, like, look into, like, the- the inside meaning and not stick on the outside, like that kind of stuff. I love some of that. I love some of that. Though, though, MK knows a little bit- MK knows a little bit Resident Evil.
0: Yes.
1: One, cause- Go ahead.
0: Oh, sorry. No, you not Um, I really do, I have this thing where I don't play video games, and I don't, I, I don't know anything about lore or anything like that, but I have, like, this fixation, this hyperfixation on Jacksepticeye. Period. Where I, I started watching his videos probably in, like, 2016, which is probably at his, like, height, you know? Like, when he really, mm-hmm.
2: you know, was
1: um, and he's still big. Yeah, no, no get me wrong. Yeah, no, I agree. He is don't still big. I'm not saying he's burnt out. <laughs> Everyone has their like peak. I think that was also around the time like Dantidium had his peak, and like Dantidium is still so famous, but you don't hear his name nearly as
0: much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I think I started watching Jap- Jack Jacksepticeye videos in like 2016, and I just have like this obsession with just watching people play games, like playthroughs, just commentary. I don't know. Mm -hmm. A part of the reason why I like podcasts and listening to podcasts is my thing is I just need to hear people talking in the background, even if I'm not paying attention to what they're saying. Same. I just have them speak, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll like go to sleep to, you know, podcasts. Me too. I think that's also why I, you know, like Jack is like his whole thing is commentary and talking about you know, playthroughs and all that stuff, um, but also, he's just a funny guy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I agree, I am a, I'm a Corey Kenshin gal, I love Corey Kenshin, he's my life, he needs to come back! I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm amazing, best I've ever been, ever, I'm great, um, (laughs) He's coping, yes He's um and to make up for him whenever he goes on his
0: little breaks
1: i catch up on markiplier stuff and mk has mm-hmm. recently watched a little bit of mark
0: yeah um, I, I tried to get into markiplier because ands recommended and i obviously knew that um jacksepticeye and markiplier were you know like friends and they were close um because
1: the whole
2: septifier
1: thing. Was oh, wee. A little
0: frightening. Oh. <laughs> Listen, no judgment, no judgment. No judgment, but it was a little scary while it was on and popping. hmm, mm mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But yeah, I knew about those two. And so.
2: I yeah. figured they had similar content, mm-hmm. so I
0: got into Mark because he played a lot of the same uh, series that I really like of Jets. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, character development.
1: Yeah, period. Um, I also, I'm an actress, like literally every other person this century.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> But my difference is, though I want to be a TV actress, I also want to be an on-stage actress because musical theater is my passion. Mm-hmm. Um... Heather's, uh, Is My Life, Mean Girls, I swear to god, this movie better be good, or else I will sue, um, yeah, so, okay, I have high hopes, though, because Renee Rapp, who's the woman who's playing Regina George in the movie, is playing Regina George on Broadway right now, mm-hmm. so, high hopes, also, the girl who played Moana is playing Janice, high hopes, Anyways,
0: anyways, Also, also, doing like a little Inception thing, you know how, you know, Anz, you mentioned that you did ballet as a kid, right? I did. Well, I was also really into theater um, a while back, (sighs) a couple years ago. I was never on stage. Okay, I will say I never actually performed. Yeah. But I was a musical kid, and it was really obnoxious and really embarrassing.
1: That's iconic. Listen, she's a JD girly, okay? Listen, I don't want to hear it, y'all.
0: Y'all, I, I feel you guys commenting right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, okay, listen, we have this whole thing where we say that we're um on different sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Because she's a JD girly, and I'm like a Roderick Hefley girly. And they're both <laughs> literally the same, but different. the The difference is JD is manipulative, and Roderick's just a child okay <laughs> <laughs> not me throwing jade i'm just yeah, our kidding tastes
0: are the same but
1: not yeah at all <laughs> we have some people who are like dang that's us and we have some people where we're not and that's okay you know
0: anyways yeah i was super into musicals um a couple years ago i don't know why i got out of the love of it But if anyone wonders, um, The Phantom of the Opera is my Mm -hmm. favorite. I'm completely heartbroken and will never be put back together because they took it off of Broadway. (gasps) Imagine, just put yourself in my shoes real quick. Imagine the longest running musical on Broadway. And I didn't get to see one production.
1: That's really depressing. Why would they even take it off, dude? It's so good.
0: It is. But yeah, Phantom of the Opera, I love the book. Um I love the movie, the two thousand four movie. Definitely a sexual awakening. <laughs> said that.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, what?
0: Who, what, who, what, what how? I love the movie, love the
1: soundtrack. The musical's everything. Yeah. I only wish the universe didn't hate me. <laughs> Listen. She's but yeah,
0: I'm also a Heathers girl. I loved
1: Heathers. Love Hamilton. Ooh, we um,
0: Lynn. This might be Lynn. <laughs> This might, be a, this might be really, really controversial. I know this is a hot take. Uh-huh. And we are going to go into more hot takes. But on the topic of musicals, I have to speak my truth, guys. Okay. I don't really like Mamma Mia.
2: <gasps> I know. I just, Meryl! I love Meryl,
0: okay? And I love Amanda Seyfried, okay? But listen, y'all... I saw I saw Mama Mia, um, on a cruise. Actually, they had a production of Mamma Mia. On that's cruise. where I
1: saw my first. That's that's I can't talk. That's the first time I saw Grease was on a cruise.
0: Mm-hmm. I have to say that probably because it didn't speak to me was because um the soundtrack I believe is taken from like. ABBA. ABBA, mm-hmm. ABBA and, like, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it's all ABBA music, and they were, like, cringy like musical.
0: Yeah, definitely that. And, you know, I can recognize ABBA songs because of it being in Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. but that's just it's not my bands. I will say, so the people won't hurt me, <laughs> put your pitchforks down, please. Please,
1: the torches, the torches. <laughs>
0: I will say that I do like Queen. I used to be really into Queen and the Beatles. I I used to be that girl, okay?
1: Uh, I-P-G-I-R-L. That
0: used to be my personality, okay? But I've recently gone back into Queen, you know, dipping my toes because my dad made me watch the Bohemian Rhapsody movie uh, with Rami Malek. It was amazing. He deserves every Oscar there ever was. Preach. Um, but yeah, I just so y'all don't 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 cancel me. I know, I know. I'm yeah. sorry to all the Mamma Mia stands. I wish I could give you all hugs. I'm sorry,
1: <laughs> honey, honey, how he thrills me. Anyways, that's all I can sing. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not getting copyright claims. Not I today. Promise. Not today. Not today. Um, yeah, no. I mean, Mamma Mia's is not my favorite. It's not my all time favorite musical. I love it. I think good, but it's not, like, my number one, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we watched Into the Woods literally last night, because Into the Woods is my life, it was
0: good, I haven't, I wanted to watch it with her, because I was scrolling through Disney+, Plus. not sponsored, which it was, (laughs) (laughs) um, we were. I was scrolling through Disney Plus, and I was like, "Into the Woods." I mentioned that to Anne's, and she said she really loved it. So I was like, "We need to watch that together sometime." See, see I have not watched that movie in years, probably since it actually came out. But
1: <laughs> I have a little mini I'm mini. Really happy to get back into it. Have a little mini story time, okay? When I was a child, like when Into the Woods came out, my grandmother she got it for me because she was like, "Oh, this looks good. Looks like something Anne would like." Let me get it. So, and we watched it, and I adored it. So, I literally every chance I got, I would watch it to the point where my parents were like, you can't watch Into the Woods anymore. And I was like, why? And they were like, we're so done. We're so tired of this music. We're so bored. We can't. We can't do it anymore. We can't hear anymore. And I was like, no! They, they, do. Hate they do! They really do. But, yeah. um, So many big names in that movie. So good. As we were saying earlier, Agony with Chris Pine and Other Man, who played Rapunzel's Prince, <laughs> is a literally, God, yeah, it's a whole personality trait. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a lot. I need
0: to say this on
1: record. Yep. I need to say it. Of course. I've been
0: saying it this whole time. She has. I need to say it on record. Yep. Agony walked so Uncharted Waters from The Little Mermaid could run. Yep.
1: Yep. The hand. Yep.
0: Prince I, it this whole Eric. Time, but I just had to say it on
1: record. Listen, I'm a huge fan of like the style of a prince where you have somewhat skinny pants and then you have like the tucked in, fluffed out shirt with like the top of okay, your you would love Bridgerton, you know? then, babe. Oh, I know. But Karen, my mother is like mm, 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 mm. <laughs> too inappropriate. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> too inappropriate because my mother
0: loves Bridgerton. Um so you know, my mother also is a Bridgerton girlie. Um, fun fact, both of our moms are named Karen. Yeah.
1: Mine, I just call her Karen and hers goes by Renee. hmm
0: Because, one, my mom already hated her name Karen, but after the whole Karen meme, she really hated
1: it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Okay, we are 41 minutes, 42 almost minutes into this, so I think it's time that we could go into our first segment Tay Talks yeah. Tay Talks
0: yes. I think that's a good transition because this intro this get it to know us was called our song
2: mm-hmm. and with
0: upcoming episodes we will be theming them based on eras yep. just for you know continuity for the fans
2: <laughs> for
1: fun so we will see you after this short little break to talk about some Taylor Welcome back to the Midnight School Podcast. Welcome to our segment, Tay Talk.
0: So, um, since this is somewhat of a Taylor undertoned kind of inspired podcast, mm-hmm. uh, we thought that it would you know only be appropriate if we had a segment just dedicated to her, and um, we're gonna try to keep. Most of our, you know, Taylor-oriented conversations in Tay Talks, mm-hmm. so it isn't, you know, a whole podcast just about her. Um.
1: So yeah, uh, what we're gonna do? How we have this whole segment structured? Each episode, we are gonna talk about an era of hers. We're gonna go in order: debut, fearless, speak now, red, nineteen eighty nine, um, rap. Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Midnight's, and then we're gonna go in her order of her Taylor's version. Which what do you do you know which Taylor's version came out first, Fearless or Red?
0: I think it was Fearless.
1: Okay, then we will do Fearless Taylor's version, Red Taylor's version, um, Speak Now Taylor's yeah. version, Nineteen Eighty Nine Taylor's version, when a rep Taylor's version comes out that, and I think we should do one when debut Taylor's version comes out because that's like her last one.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: but today today is her original debut
0: yes today we're talking about debut which i think is appropriate since this is our debut
2: Mm -hmm. and i
0: will be honest and say off camera well not necessarily off camera because you can't see us (laughs) um not recording we did have to do some research on debut Uh. i will say this segment might be be a little offensive to those who love debut. Listen, because we're going to be a little controversial in the sense that it isn't our favorite era.
1: I we're not country music fans, and no. in my opinion, it's her worst era, and that's okay because it's her first album. Like,
0: yes, I will say for the most part, I'm not saying this is with everybody, but for the most part, um, every artist's first album is usually. They're worse mm-hmm. sometimes. Sometimes. And,
1: and that doesn't okay, mean they're bad.
0: Similarly this being our first episode of the podcast. We're getting our footing. We're seeing how it goes. We're just we're just trying. Okay? Exactly. And so yeah, we have um, debut pulled up um, did put together a couple of things we wanted to discuss about Debut,
1: Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna send you, I just sent you the list. Okay,
0: um, before we actually get into, um, talking about Debut, um, to just, like, start off, you know, for future references, all of the Tay Talks, we should say, you know, like, what our relationship with Taylor is. Yeah. And, and I guess why we wanted to make a podcast that was somewhat inspired.
1: I agree. Um, um For me, like, music... Yeah, first. Okay. Uh, music is a very, very, like, sentimental thing in my life. Um, music holds meaning. Music holds memories. Music holds a lot. Um... <laughs> And I'm very musically coordinated, and it makes my mom and dad so mad when I'm like, I literally, my parents try to take my phone when I clean my room, because they're like, you don't get distracted! Um, I don't know why, I can't, it's a whole thing. Anyways, um, so, I like need music to focus and music to clean, which is different for some people. People can still have very strong connections to music and not be able to focus with it playing. Like, one of my closest friends, um, their relationship with music is different when, in the fact that they're so connected. But if it's playing, they're immersed in the music and they can't focus on anything else. So, like, when we're hanging out, we can't really have music in the background because she'll um, kind of go into it and start zoning out in it. Uh, okay. While for me, I kind of need it in the background of my everyday life because it's like, oh, like, I'm writing a paper and I have uh, One Air Girls by Troye Sivan in the background. And it's like, oh, this paper stresses me out. Hold on, let me zone out of it and vibe to some choice of on for a sec, and then I can go back in. Or I'm so upset, and my parents have just made me upset, or like my friend made me upset, or hormones are hormoning. Um, there's like some music that I can play, and it'll make me feel better, or it'll make me feel seen. Um, when I'm pissed, which is a lot, um, <laughs> because duh. Come on now. I'm a teenage girl. I'm, yeah, exactly. yeah, that says enough. Um, I go on a walk, and I have my freaking Lady Gaga, so I can power walk and get that anger out through, like, physicalizing it. And so I can see uh, a specific person. But, you know, we don't talk about I that. I will
0: say I can definitely vouch for that, because let me say I have only been to the gym without music once.
2: Boom.
1: Chris, why is that you? (laughs) I have to say that music just
0: makes things a lot more digestible, especially things that wouldn't normally be enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I will say, you know, when I first started, I can't believe this is just transitioning into gym. I will, (laughs) I'll shorten this. You said gym girl. I started going to the gym just, you know, to add something productive to my time. Uh, but I started, you know, enjoying
1: it, and I think that's definitely because of music, like you said. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to Taylor, Taylor has so many genres. Taylor can be for anyone, because each album really is a it's a bit of a different genre. Like, even then, like, when you think about it, sure, Debut and Fearless are both country albums. Mm-hmm. But Debut is, like, hardcore country. Our song is a as screen door, while like, um, fearless what has, kind of killing me every uh, while fearless is a country album, but it has some elements of pop and like some elements of some slow music. And mm-hmm. as she goes on, she obviously leaves the country, but she goes. She has some folk music, and mm-hmm. she has some rock music. Yeah. She has some good stuff. Like she has a lot of genres. And mm-hmm. she honestly has an album for any emotion. like one time I was so freaking upset and I was like, I want to have my um, main character moment. So what I did was I was I ran a bath and I got in the bath with my clothes on uh, and just kind of like sat there submerged in the bath and just kind of relaxed with evermore just like
0: playing in the background so And I- was filming the whole thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can't tell me that that is be a coppola that is
1: euphoria yep yep <laughs> like i was freaking sobbing to champagne problems whilst laying in my bathtub with my clothes on okay Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly and see i wasn't like it's not like i've gone through a breakup like champagne problems what had made me mad was you guessed it kareen but um my mother uh but Still, nonetheless, nonetheless, like, it was, it's just, <sighs> it just feels good. And sometimes I'm like, hmm, I'm feeling so tired, so lazy this morning while I'm getting ready for school. Uh, I need to get up. What do I play? Paper Rings. Because Paper Rings is just so high-beaten. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, something I can wake up to and also enjoy, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and Taylor as a person is just so awesome, and right. she dated one of my favorite people on the planet, Taylor um, Lautner.
0: We'll mm-hmm. <laughs> Taylor can also simultaneously be Taylor Lautner tops.
1: Yep, yeah, because, um, just letting y'all know, Taylor Lautner is half my personality, I'm in love with that man, platonically, um, listen to the squeeze, his podcast, after you finish this one, because... My God! The
0: vlog.
1: My God! Yes, I'm plugging everyone today. <laughs> okay, so
0: tell me how you like came to listen to her, like oh. you know the whole the whole story. Right?
1: Yes. Okay. So I was a young child, and Corrine, my mother, loves Taylor. My mother calls herself a Swiftie, um, and I agree. I agree. Uh, she loves some Taylor. And I grew up listening to 1989. And that's how I got into her. I think that's how a lot of people got into her, though, and I came. Yeah, that, I really
0: think that was definitely, like, her most, what's the word? Um, Listened to? Mainstream, like, when she really came
2: out, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, that one, and maybe Midnight's. mm mm-hmm. uh, So, like, when it comes down to it, I was, like, as child, my mom told me the story, she was, like, talking to my aunt. She was, like, is it bad that I have my child singing got a long list of ex lovers in the back of my car is it is it better my child is singing boys only want love if it's torture as an eight-year-old in the back of my car and i was like see crane i had no clue what those lyrics meant uh and you formed half my personality as an eight year old so thanks crane thank you so yeah i will listen to a lot of 1989 when rep came out that's my mom's favorite and my favorite and mk's favorite um <laughs> We are if all your favorite.
2: Please reevaluate
1: your life. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, no offense to people who
0: don't love rap, though.
1: Um, how, first of all, but you're still welcome here. I promise. Not <laughs>
0: as being like condescending as well as welcoming. Exactly.
1: Um Uh don't clip that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like so I would also listen to Look What You Made Me Do. As a child, and oh I also, a little quick mini story. I was listening, I got my brother into Look What You Made Me Do. And my brother, when I was eight, he was three. He was three, because we have a five-year um, age gap. Um, I I got him into Look What You Made Me Do. And I was like, grandmama, that's what I call one of my grandmas. I was like, we want to show you this song. So it was me and my brother dancing to Look What You Made Me Do. She called my mother and was like, is this about? sewer slide and my mom was like no it's about her old self i promise and my grandma was like okay and hung up the phone and meanwhile my brother and i were screaming oh because she's dead and it was just this whole thing yes exactly it was just yeah and that's how i got into her and then when i grew up like i would listen to those songs still but i wouldn't really branch out until Midnights came out and then when Midnights came out I was like, You know what? I'm gonna branch out and like listen to this full album and listen to the full album of like all the a lot of her others and try to like embrace her and that's when I became a for real swifty. Um and yeah, that's my little Taylor story. What about mm-hmm. you what about you? Okay. Let me just talk
0: with a disclaimer, y'all. So, in the future we will have a segment. Called, She Knew She Ate. Yep. Which is one of our favorite things to say.
2: Yep. Okay. Eating. Um. And that's usually just, you know,
0: meal time. Like, usually we call a lot when it's lunch or dinner or something like right that. Right
1: now, it's 3pm. This is really early for us. Um. Mm-hmm. I normally am asleep right now. So...
0: Yeah, but we wanted to do this over Christmas break since we had a lot of um, time
1: together. So, by the way, if you hear us talking, we're filming an episode a day, even though an episode will come out once a week. So, yeah. like, if we're talking about um some stuff that, like, happened, ha- like, you're like, oh, uh, one of our segments is going to be um Don't Clip That, which is basically talking about pop culture events, what's going on, and some of our hot takes. And you might be wondering, like, oh, I wonder what their hot take on this recent thing happened. You probably won't hear it for a while because we have filmed the episode before that. Yeah.
0: And we'd like to have that week in between to, like, edit that stuff up, you know? Mm -hmm,
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, tomorrow we'll film our Christmas episode. And it's going to come out after Christmas. Shut up. (laughs) Okay? It's fine. My Sorry. gosh. Actually, no, it won't come out before Christmas. That was a lie. That was a lie. It'll come out a couple of days before Christmas. Because I plan, Uh, I think we're going to post every Saturday. Does that sound good? That
2: uh-huh. sounds
1: good. All right. Anyways, technical stuff aside. Yeah. yeah Back to Taylor. Saying, I was going to say, as a disclaimer, we do have a segment called She Knew She Ate. It's and not a long segment a lunch-dinner segment
2: where we, you know, just talk while eating. Mm-hmm. But right now,
0: I'm currently having a snacking segment, <laughs> <laughs> um, which we won't make a segment, but I'm having a snacking moment. So I will have to apologize to everyone. If you hear some crunching, some smacking, some... It's just
1: ASMR. It's ASMR at
0: this point, you know?
1: If you hear, so like, just- if you hear, like, a... I'm talking to my dog.
0: but yeah um you might hear a little cheese puff action going on you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: so your relationship with taylor
0: yeah can't believe it took us that long to get there
1: for real (laughs) 15 minutes in i would have to say
0: that okay i think i would say that i was not always a swiftie okay I think I wasn't one of the people who were listening to her, like, really small, like you are, like, really mm-hmm. young. Um, I would say I completely skipped out on, I, I missed out on Debut, Fearless, Speak Now completely, which is probably why um, I don't listen to debut or Fearless, and there's only a couple of um, Speak Now songs that I actually listen to. Um, But I will say the first time that, um, like, Taylor became, like, uh, a person that I knew about was during Red. Um, So I will say Red does have a special place in my heart because, you know, that's when I actually knew about her, um, I knew, you know, about her songs, you know, um, which sounds kind of strange because you would think, like, with the really popular songs from her previous albums that were played everywhere, you know, for example, um, Love Story, Love Story, or, um, You Belong With Me, things like that, just played all, everywhere, I would have to say, I mean, I'm sure I've heard those songs when they were really popular, but I didn't know of Taylor Swift until Red. I would say, um, uh, I Need You Were Trouble, um, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together.
1: Ari 22. Stoyles.
0: Those songs, <laughs> those songs, like, were really monumental. Um, so I became aware of Taylor with Red, but with 1989, um, I became, like, a fan, okay, 1989, I would say, is the most, even though Rep is my favorite, I would say 1989 is my most nostalgic, my most personal, um, like, I would think, okay, I don't know if I actually was there when 1989 came out um obviously i was alive when it came out (laughs) what i meant by that was i don't think i was listening to it the year it came out it was probably maybe a couple years after maybe 2016 or something yeah so 2016 and i saw the blank space wildest dreams music videos Mm. and that is still what i'm basing my whole personality on real like that's That's still, you know, what I'm basing everything that I am on. And, like, those music videos are so good. They are. And I really have to say, um, I think 1989 is so refreshing because before 1989, there was always an undertone of country with even with red even with red there was always some undertone of country there but 1989 was so new and fresh it was electronic it was pop it was like such a new thing and you know I was um talking at the dinner table with my parents and we were talking about um I believe going to Gatlinburg for Christmas
2: Mm.
0: um and my mom was saying, hopefully we can go to Dolly World, which is Dolly, Parton, Dolly Parton's uh, theme park. Yeah, Dollywood.
1: Do- oh, Dollywood. Is Dollywood like, Dollywood like, yeah, it's Dollywood, like Hollywood, but Dolly Parton? Yeah.
0: What did I say it was?
1: Dolly World. You're fine. Dolly
0: World. Oh, listen. I'm going to really upset people by saying this but I don't know much about, about Dolly Parton because I don't like country music. I'm so sorry. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Anyways, my mom, she's a big Dolly fan, as she should be. I don't know much about her, but I can say that she's a great person.
1: Yep. From what I do know about her. So she wants to go to Dollywood, not World. No, you're fine. <laughs> And um, she was
0: talking about how she's the goddess of Tennessee. True. And I was like, well, that's why I don't know her. Um, Because any music that comes out of Tennessee just isn't for me. Didn't mean to rhyme. (laughs) No, you're fine. And my dad goes, wasn't Taylor Swift from Tennessee? Because my dad, he's a smartass.
1: Are you from from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10. I see. (laughs) Dreamy, live
0: Oh my god. Anyways, my dad, he's not a big fan of Taylor. He's a Taylor auntie. We're not talking about Mm. it. Not on this podcast because we're going to stray away a lot.
1: (laughs) For real. Rabbit holes. He's
0: like, isn't Taylor Swift from Tennessee? And I go, yeah, that's why I don't listen to your first two albums. (laughs) Yep, and I and I was thinking how after Taylor moved to New York, welcome to New York. Listen, I'm not getting copyrighted. Sorry,
1: you can sing a
0: lyric. I'm not singing all of
1: it for y'all. Not today. Y'all can go to uh, Spotify.com, search up "Welcome to New York," and there it is.
0: Right. Anyways, um, once she moved to New York, I really think that was when. She really started finding what she wanted her music to be about. This is just me interpreting. I'm not saying that this is a fact. But I really started feeling the vibes when she moved to New York. And, you know, the whole thing is like, as you know, with each era comes like a different style, a different, just an overall different. A different Taylor.
2: Vibe.
0: A different Taylor. And I feel like... Um, 1989 is the most relatable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, not only with, you know, her style at the time, but, like, her music at the time, her production, like, the music videos felt so, like, it spoke to me the most because I love, you know, old Hollywood and stuff like that. Um, she was just giving everything I needed her to give. And so that's why 1989 made me a fan of her. But let me just tell you, I was reborn. I was rebirthed with Rep, okay? As everyone was, honestly. <laughs> I have to say, one of my most vivid memories was um, I was at my grandmother's house, and she had the news on, and it was people talking about the Look What she Made Me Do music video, and I think the the newscaster said something along the lines uh, with this new music video, Taylor has made it certain that the old her is dead.
2: Period.
0: <laughs> Something like that. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> period. No one could do it like her. Everyone wants to be her. You could never.
1: Like That's that iconic. Was, that was me. Okay. And I was like, period. She ate down.
0: I'm new now. I This is my personality. And so, Rep was such a cultural reset it okay? was it was a cultural reset and like they said refresh on the universe and I distinctly remember uh, my friend Lily at the time she I mean she was a really big Taylor fan um, and I obviously knew about Taylor but I didn't like know everything about Taylor like she did yeah at the time and so she actually went to the stadium tour for Reputation. Mm. And I was like, and she came back, and she was wearing Reputation merch. and I was like, oh, you can't be doing this to us. <laughs> it was crazy. I think about everyone wanted to rip that merch off her back.
1: <laughs> Truth. I went to a Billie Eilish concert one time, and all the merch was gone by the time I got out of the uh, That's actual like room. I was so sad. I was like, please, I want a beanie. Uh, I did did cry a little, but it was okay. Because then I went on Amazon and bought a Billie Eilish hat (laughs) for $20 cheaper.
0: But yeah, I think this next thing I'm going to say might upset a lot of people too, but I do have a redemption coming. Don't clip it. So, after Reputation... I kind of fell out of love with Taylor. Cut like, the cameras, after...
1: cut the cameras. Cut the
2: cameras, everyone stop. <laughs> I never said that, please don't say that. <laughs> uh, I
0: love her. I love with Taylor after every day. Please. Okay. Like, I heard uh, me being played on the radio mm. all the time, and I know everyone thinks me is the worst song from Lover, okay? Just one of her worst songs in general. I will say, it is a little catchy. But
1: no, I mean, I don't think it's bad. It's just not good. Most of the time when she does a little collab with another artist, it's not too great. Mm-hmm. Unless it's Lover Shawn Mendes written. <laughs>
0: right. Um, but, yeah. Lover, I wasn't there for. Folklore and Evermore I never listened to it when it came
1: out. I didn't either. Uh, uh, but, yeah. I knew that
0: Lily, she was really into Folklore and Evermore. She was in her Sad Girl Cottage Court era. Miss Stevie Nicks. Miss Stevie Nicks. Stevie.
1: Iconic.
0: The White Witch, period. Period. I I just really feel like with Lover, Folklore, Evermore, I just wasn't there for that. Like, I never li- really listened to that unless it was on the radio. Um, but I will say, um... Midnight's, which is obviously what kind of inspired our podcast. Yep. Um, Midnight's really is like, um, I would say it's like a revival of Taylor for me. Like, I wasn't, you know, after Reputation, I kind of took a break from her. Like, I didn't really feel inspired until Midnight's came out. I was like, oh my god. Do I love Taylor again? (laughs) Not real. (laughs) Um, i listened to midnight at the beginning of this year um this summer i listened to lover and this fall i listened to folklore and evermore
1: it's a cruel summer
0: (laughs) that is our song
1: it is is, it is for reasons we'll get into later
0: (laughs) real but yeah you know Midnight's kind of revived my love for Taylor and I got into lover folklore and evermore after that. Um, so yeah, even if I wasn't there when the sacred texts were written, (laughs) (laughs) I, um, you know, I got into it eventually, but I will say with debut and fearless, the only fearless song that I, um, listened to casually, would be Mr. Perfectly Fine, but that is from the Taylor's version Vault, so I don't know if it counts fully. Um,
1: um I think it does. It counts a little bit, because the whole reason for From the Vault is songs that she wrote for the album that she didn't put on them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know,
1: Evermore is literally just Folklores from the Vault. Yeah, yeah. Very cool.
0: But yeah, the only... Obviously, I don't really listen to debut... The only fearless song I like is Mr. Perfectly Fine, and with Speak Now, as you know, I like Red, of course, um, and I listen to Red casually, but with Speak Now, I would say um, the only ones that I, like, openly look for would be Better Than Revenge, so rep-coded.
1: Period. I've, I've, we are both strong believers that every album has a rep-coded song.
0: Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, every album has to have some sort of sprinkle of female rage, which I'm all for. One of oh,
1: which, what? one of which we'll literally get into in a minute.
0: Exactly. So let me wrap this up. Stop talking. <laughs>
1: no, nah, that's what um, this podcast is for. It's for us to talk. It,
0: it's, it's for us talking about everything and nothing at all. Okay? Mm-hmm.
1: That's literally in our description. Join us to talk about everything <laughs> and nothing.
0: Um, but yeah, I would say from Speak Now. Better Than Revenge, and Sparks Fly. Because Sparks Fly, mm. I, I think that song stuck out to me because I saw, like, when I was really into Harry Potter, still am, still am, but when I was really deep into it, I saw a Luna Lovegood edit with Sparks Fly playing over it, and I was like, "A hey, yes. Period. Period.
1: This is Crab, Goyle, and I'm Malfoy. Draco, Malfoy. <laughs> Tom Felton, don't sue me. <laughs> I
0: was about to say, wrong,
1: no! <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? You loathsome, foul, little cockroach. I love you, Anyways, Emma. Anyways, Warner Brothers, do not clip this. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Alright. Anyways, I think it's, we're t- it's time. We're 30, we're 30 minutes into TV the segment. TV. Mm-hmm. I do believe. I'm finally starting the segment. For real. Gosh, Lee. Listen, I promise y'all we'll get into the era faster Uh, next, like, in following episodes. We just mm-hmm. take so long because we also wanted to share our history with Taylor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, debut. Her debut album came out in 2006. A
0: year before I was born.
1: Two years before I was born. Three years before I was born. I'm an 09 girly. Oh my god! Oh nine. You know?
0: Yeah. I'm double 007, Bond, James Bond.
1: Oh god. <laughs> pond, anyway. James Pond. There's a pond called um, James, I think. There's a there's a pond called James Pond. It's a whole thing. Um. So her debut song was Tim McGraw, which well,
0: is spelled here Tom. That's fine.
1: Oh my gosh! I hate autocorrect. It's fine. It's fine! Oh my god. So, um, it was the longest Harding album in the, like, 2000s decade. Mm hmm. Which is crazy. Um,
2: and
0: we have a couple songs that we wanted to discuss, um, by themselves. Mm hmm. Um, we're not gonna go over all of them, of course, because y'all didn't sign up for all that. <laughs> for real. Like,
1: if y'all really, really, really love Debut that much, I wanna know. Go to Google. Mm hmm. Oh my gosh. Go through. sorry y'all oh, if sorry y'all I'm if you hear I'm her she's chewing if you hear me my dog is whining and scratching at the door right now <gasps> one moment mimi hush sorry y'all sorry y'all it's okay it's okay her name is not mimi her name is piper <laughs> um okay so tim mcgraw is about her high school boyfriend who was um, a pedophile, <laughs> a.k.a. a senior when she was a freshman. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. And y'all, whole stance on that, y'all. I do. I do. I hate freshman and senior. That is just pedophilia in high school form. And I know most people will agree with me, but if y'all don't, feel free to slander me. I don't care. <laughs> so um, he broke up with her to go to college. Tim McGraw was their favorite artist together, so what she wanted was for every time he hears a Tim McGraw song, he would think about them, which mm-hmm. is why she called the song Tim McGraw, and she was also inspired because of his song Can't Tell Me Nothing. hmm Do you want to go over Picture to Burn? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Go ahead.
1: This is her um, rep-coded song. Yeah.
0: So, Picture to Burn is about a bad breakup, Yes insulting his love of trucks <laughs> i can't believe you put that down
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so
1: real it's, so real, <laughs> it's so real she talks about how she hates his old freaking truck that he never let her drive
0: wow queen snapped
1: queen snapped
0: he loved himself more than she did and once revenge by setting fire to his pictures. Rep coded, period.
1: Period. <laughs> you know that one tram where um a couple like like last year where they would have like a Polaroid and they would set it on fire on camera? Very uh, oh uh, MK is not on the internet. Um <laughs> She's so oh my god. Whatever. Okay. I'm Teardrops on my guitar. This is about a boy she liked in high school who ended up joining the army. Ah! This next part is a little crazy to me. He got arrested in 2015 for aggravated child abuse. Taylor, are you okay? She's been through a lot. <laughs> His name is Drew Hardwick. Uh, of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, he did not return the feelings for her, so she talks about being in love with someone who is in love with someone else. Please don't be in love with someone one and anyways that's uh, a couple years later mm-hmm. you can go over the outside okay
0: so it says here as in what ants wrote down <laughs> is about her loneliness in middle school and how she used music to relieve her pain instead of drugs and alcohol so she real she said I am a part of the non-smoking generation
1: exactly exactly she said we stay Aren't sober I like,
0: for that um, i do i
1: i am too i am too
0: as someone whose uh family members have struggled with um substance abuse i will say um you know it never really interests me because of you know that trauma, which we will not be getting into this episode but yeah it never really interests me so i get what she means but trying
1: to find new ways to relieve pain or to cope I agree I totally agree so lastly our last one is our song that's as good as our song uh, our song inspired by a couple who doesn't have a song in the relationship which makes them feel like something is missing Um, fans suspect it's about a guy named Drew Dunlop another, another Drew another one <laughs> listen okay i knew one drew in my life and he was awesome but i also haven't spoken to him in years so i don't know um she was 16 when she wrote this album and when she wrote the outside she was 12 That's a little
0: crazy.
1: which it, yeah it is a little crazy
0: i'm over here and i
1: can't even drive at 16 y'all uh she we honestly real <laughs> Alright, so yeah, that's our stuff about debut. That's our little debut overlook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The song doesn't like the song. The album doesn't have like too many specific like meanings like some of
0: the other albums do. Yeah, I was actually surprised that our song wasn't like a metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's literally about, you know, like a couple having
1: um their songs be slamming screen doors. <laughs>
0: Their, their theme song, which honestly I can relate to.
1: Real. So, yeah. That is Tay Talks.
0: I really think at the end of um, us covering each era, especially after the Taylor Versions era, we should um, rank. We should do a <gasps> official ranking oh. of the albums. And, um, not all the songs, because there's like 400. Yeah. But um, we should definitely say what our maybe like top five songs are, like whether that be you know nostalgic or you know just personal meanings like
1: that. Yeah. Well, see, see, that's a little hard because this album, I've only listened fully through "Picture to Burn" and our song, and I literally listened to "Picture to Burn" like 10 minutes ago. Actually it was like forty minutes ago. But For research purposes. It's fine. Um, yeah. I'm not a huge debut fan. Like the only song I can get down to is our song.
0: Now everyone's gonna come knocking at our doors with pitchforks. My
1: gosh. Well, it was nice knowing y'all. Um Thanks for tuning in to our one and only episode because we're about to be dead. So, um, bye! No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We are going to boy shit. All right. So, I'll see y'all in a minute for boy shit. Welcome back. Welcome back to the, uh, Definitely wasn't just a clip of some song that's not copyrighted. Um, So, (laughs) welcome back to the Midnight Spill and to our next segment, Boy Shit. Mm -hmm. This is a segment where we talk about some boy drama slash girl drama because we're both not straight. We decided that if it's girl drama, y'all will know because instead of calling it boy shit, we're going to call it one of your girls.
0: Yeah, so Boy's Shit
1: is obviously inspired by Madison Beer. And one of your, your, girls, one is of your girls is choice of one. Is choice of one. Mm-hmm, hmm Okay, so we have some drama for you. We have some, we, this is long, crazy drama, so we're drawing it out over episodes. <laughs> we want to keep
0: you interested as much
1: as This is about a month into the summer. In my church, we go on a little church trip for a week to a little church camp. Which was very fun. Would recommend, but I'm not telling you where we went. okay. So, 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 I go to this place and everything's fine, all right? But we're like doing some fun activities and we notice there's this guy who's kind of with us the entire time.
0: God, I'm so scared.
1: Re-listening to you telling the story is bringing back more flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. And we notice there's this guy and I'm like, we're like, he kind of notices too and we're like. She was not there. She's not there. Me and some other friends who we're going to call Crystal and, um, Izzy. Crystal and Izzy. So, these are two of my church friends, Crystal and Izzy. Uh, we're, We see them, and Crystal's like, oh my gosh, stalker, literally following us. Ha <laughs> like whatever. And he's like, yeah, ha <laughs> ha, And he's like, oh, my name's Flynn. Now, I'm wondering, why are we calling him Flynn? Well. He's from Florida. He is a Florid. He <laughs> he'll know it's him. It's gonna be crazy. He's gonna know it's him. He'll know for a fact it's him. Listen,
0: honestly, sir, if you're listening to this, I just want to say I don't think I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm not either. He's from Florida, and we have a running joke that people from Florida are definitely lizard people. Definitely alligator people, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so he's a Floridian scrub lizard, and we thought that motherfucker is not real. That is not real. <laughs> like when that what, what that woman saw was probably him. Anyways, so um, we thought how we're not gonna call him Floridian scrub lizard this whole time, so we shortened it to Flynn. Um, so he's we we're calling him Flynn. So. I'm like, okay, yo, can I have your snap? Not in a romantic way, however. Like, oh, like, you seem cool. Let me get your snap. He's like, yeah, sure. So. Oh, my God.
0: His freaking
1: Snapchat handle. I swear. <laughs> to- <laughs> I swear it's my life. a red flag. It's a red flag. <laughs> it's a red flag. It's bad. It's real bad. Um, So, we're kind of, like, vibing and chilling. We don't really talk for another two days. But I'm sitting with um my one of my other friends. We're gonna call her, we're gonna call her Lexi. I'm sitting with one of my other friends, Lexi, at lunch. A couple days later, it's our last day. The next day, we get up and we leave. And I notice, whoa, Flynn's at our table. That's a little crazy. Um, oh, also we call him Flynn because he does this really ugly Flynn Rider um smirk. Yeah, that's really 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 gross. <laughs> it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad, it's bad. I'm gonna cry. Okay. It's bad. so we're like Bye. we're like let's hang out and we're like okay we're gonna meet up and we're gonna go swimming so oh i don't know if i told you this but on the on the bus on the way to go swimming he literally asked he's like okay to all the ladies in this bus what are arm veins to you what
0: are what things
1: arm veins like how do you <sighs> feel about veins <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah shut up shut up <laughs> it's bad, it's, bad. The
0: <laughs> it's off bye guys no um I'm so scared. it's, it's
1: yeah, I'm five minutes in and she's horrified and i've told her the story before <laughs> um so we go swim and we're swimming in like He's like carrying me on his back, and he's like letting me latch on he him. Exactly and he mm-hmm. he also he has abs for days. He's a bodybuilder. Uh, his half of his half his personality is the fact that he goes to the gym every day and is fit. Uh, like if you bloody
2: gym picks, I swear on one life. time I
1: asked him for a picture of his face because MK wanted to see his face and he was like, oh yeah, sure. Continues to take a shirtless pic. He definitely. Oh God. He, no, it's the way I do. It's she did know. It was like the way that he took off his shirt for a photo because he's just a little no, slut. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Listen to this shit. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you get back to this. I'm getting really heated. No, no, you're fine.
2: I, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. No,
1: literally. So, I'm
0: going to make this quick because this is your moment to shine, baby. No, no, you're fine. I promise you. So, we are talking to this guy after, you know, this whole event, which we'll get to. Sorry. But I wanted to see his face, um, but because I am kind of a genius, (laughs) (laughs) I did, I somewhat, I wanted to see his face, but I also knew and also wanted to see him again,
2: okay? Mm -hmm. So, I was like, how about you just tell him? That my friend wants to see
0: what you look like. And I say, swear on my fucking life. Sorry, we'll bleep it.
1: You don't have to bleep it. You can say the fuck word.
0: I swear to God in heaven. He is 100% the type of guy. You don't even have to ask for a shirtless pig. He'll send one. Just, you know, just because. Yeah. It's the way, it's the way, it's the way. He's the type of guy, when you ask, what do you look like? His, his phone will be covering his face, but just like his body. Yep. Stop it right it's now. It's like
1: a nipple pick. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Listen,
2: so, no. Mm-mm, we're dragging it out, so I'm not going into my teeth. But c- continue, baby. We'll
1: get there. We'll get there. One day. One day soon. One day. So, so, um... He's also, like, being a little flirty. I'm being a little flirty. He has this one line. He literally rizzes me up at one point. I'm like, because we're talking about, oh, I bet you don't have any rage. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, rizz me up, rizz me up. And he, it was attractive. It was attractive. He, I will admit, he had the charisma on points. Um. He did. Past tense. P-A-S-T. T-E-N-S-E. Past tense.
0: Spell it out for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Listen, dude,
0: dude. If you're listening to this, I, I don't take it back. I don't no.
1: It back. I No apologies. I said what I said.
0: Listen, we're speaking our truth. I'd it's rather be famous
1: instead. It. I let all that get to my head. I don't care. I paint the whole damn town red. And that's on Doja. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Continue. So... <laughs> Um, we ate dinner kind of early at this place, as in, like, 5.30 to 6,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which isn't that early. But, the, okay, it's the summer, so the sun is still out. So, we're chilling, and he's like, y'all, you know what I should do? We should act like we're celebrities, and y'all should be my paparazzi, and y'all should be like, no, 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 paparazzi, no pictures, no picture, blah, 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 my bodyguards. Wow, and he pulls me in under his arm and is like... Yo. You can be my celeb girlfriend that I don't want people to see because I don't want you to get harassed on the internet. And I'm like, okay. So we're walking, and eventually, he's like, uh, he leaves. He leaves to go take a nap before like the church service because we had like a good twelve hours in between services, so we had time to do shit. And they had like shit planned. It was fun, anyways. So, our other friends were like, okay, we go into the Starbucks. Because they had a freaking Starbucks because they knew what was up. Oh my god, I have to go! Yes, you do. They have a Starbucks, and it's like there are so many cute, like, relaxing places in the Starbucks. It's Listen, so nice. She
0: had me at Starbucks. We could go on a freaking African safari in the middle of the actual desert. But then if they said that there's a Starbucks stand. I'm going.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was it was a whole Starbucks. There were two floors. There were some really really nice areas. Okay, it was really nice. Yeah. No. No. know. It was awesome. So we go and we're sitting in our like little corner nook. It's really really aesthetic. Uh, it's giving movie set. And one of the girls, uh, I'm going to call her Wifey because that's I literally did not learn her name. We just call each other Wifey. Wifey, if you're listening to this, I miss you, babe. Um, she's like, so you and Flynn, huh? And I'm like, huh? What about him? And she's like, well, how old are you? And I'm like, mm, not going to disclose my age, but age. And she's like, how old is he? And I'm like, two years older than me. And she goes, so where do you live? I say where I live. She's like, where does he live? I say, Florida. She's like, oh, so you live close? That's not bad, and you're close in age. That's not bad. It could work. I might store like, store it, pa, store pa. Like what? Like what? Store it, But something in my head is like, I mean, sure, he he is kind of fine, and I that mean, was I my first. <laughs> that was my first mistake. Well, he also buzzed his hair, so. I swear my life. It was um, maybe the worst thing that he could have ever done.
0: He was so Ari ah! Ari Ari stoyles. Harry stoyles
1: coated. Ah! Harry
2: Stoyles.
1: If you hear us talking about Harry Stoyles, we mean Harry Styles, but we can never call him Harry Styles. Shout out, Cooper.
2: Yes, I'm
1: Harry Stoyles. Okay, anyways. Anywho, anyhow. So, that... Okay, skip to after the service. It's our last night, so we're allowed to be out later. I'm, once it, get past, once it gets about past 9 to 10 p.m., I get a little delirious. So add that to a week's worth of hi- dehydration. And add that. Yep. Add that to a week's worth of um, exhaustion. I'm delirious. I'm, as my friend described, high on life. So, I'm just, like, I'm spinning in a circle, it's talking about someone. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. I'm, like, I'm going insane. And I see him, and we're hanging out, and I'm super dehydrated, and my friend's, like, trying. he's get, He takes me to water, and he's trying to get me to drink water, and I'm spitting it out. I'm just, like, not for it. I honestly, I'm telling you right now, I had no recollection of this until about a week after it happened. Um, yeah. And, like, my friend had to tell me what was going on. So, I, um, I go in, and we're, he's like, okay, I'm gonna go back to my room. And I'm like, okay. I walk in there, and he starts talking to me about the value of marriage and shit. It was. Oh, God. Oh, God. It was Jesus camp goes
0: hard, man. It was bad. It was bad.
1: Um, so we get there, and I hug him. And we hug. And then I'm like, I start to get upset, and I'm like, no, don't go, don't want you to go, you're my friend, don't leave. And he's like, well, I have to. So we break apart, and he kind of goes up a step, and then my drunk-ass self is like, goes in and hugs him again. And he's like, he's hugging me back, it's not like he's like trying to shove me off, he's reciprocating. But he's also like, I gotta go, by. I wouldn't invite you in if I could, but that's also not allowed. And I was like, yeah, um, yeah, so eventually he goes, and there are people yelling at us, no purple, because they are stupid. We, um, like, I, I remember him going in, and me just kind of, like, crying. And the girls coming up to me, and being like, wait, did he just dump with you? I'm so sorry, like, we didn't know, and I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, no, 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 that is not what happens. I'm just missing a friend. So I kind of keep it together, and then I get to my friend's room. And my, I get to my friend's room, and I go in there, and I just remember, like, bawling my eyes out with uh, Crystal and Izzy. Um, they get me water, and I text them. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what I was on um, I, like, I apologize, I totally understand if you don't want to talk to me anymore, and his response was, like, no, 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 I totally understand, I'm a little, like, sleep deprived and dehydrated, too, I was, all, I, so I felt kind of awkward, like, I promise you, you're not, you're not, like, I'm not mad at you, I promise I want to still talk, very, like, reassuring, and I was, like, thanks, babe, so we leave the church camp, and we're just kind of talking, and he likes Pokemon, so I sent him a picture of a Pokemon plush thing that was in a, gas station, and was like, saw this, made me think of you, XOXO Gossip Girl, um, and he's like, oh my gosh, LOL, cause he's dry as fuck, um, long, long story short, you'd think him being from, from Florida, he'd be a little damn, but I swear on
2: my life, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> that
1: Florida is not there, no, he is one dried out lizard, I'm telling you, <laughs> um, so, I- God, please. So, yeah. Um, that was that. That was our little experience. And now I kind of have a crush on him. And, yeah. That's where I- that's where we're leaving you.
2: Mhm.
1: On this drama. Because there's a lot more. That's just the tip of the iceberg. There's a
0: lot more, man.
1: Mhm. That's our boy shit. <laughs> and
0: boy shit it is.
1: Boy shit it is. So- any questions, comments, complaints you have, MK? Uh,
0: I, that was pretty spot on. I mean, there is a little inkling in me that just wants to tell him that we started a podcast and just leave it there. Uh 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 uh. This is our way of telling him how we really feel without saying it to
1: his face. Yeah, I keep it. I'd prefer if he doesn't ever know that I liked. Past tense. Him. Even though I'm pretty sure that he does know that I used to like him.
0: It's kind of obvious. Love is an open door, babe.
1: God! Also, while I was drunk, there was this one point where I fell back on my back in the grass on purpose while Scream Singing loves an open door. <coughs> mm-hmm. And now we
0: just reference that all
1: the time. Yeah. But it wasn't even good Scream Singing because I'm a bit of a singer myself. But it was... It w- you know, he- he. Musical theater. I the hair behind the ear. It was like Love's an open. Tour. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize to the headphone users. That probably hurt. But yeah, um, that's our boy shit.
0: Mm-hmm. And we I'm honestly really excited to keep going on because like I'm reliving it. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. So Thank you for listening to Shit. And we will see you in a couple minutes in our next segment, Character Development. (laughs) Hello, welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) Are we going to say that with each one? Yes! Welcome back to the Midnight Spill Podcast. Our next segment we have here is Character Development because that's a big part of our life is our character development.
0: Yeah, most of our segments are um based on uh inside things we say
1: a lot. Mhm. Mhm. So, do you want to do you want to start us off
0: or you want me to? Um, I think I'll start. i think I'll start. Okay. It's Go ahead.
1: Not too much. Oh, by the way, by the way, character development is where we talk about our like our life updates, what's going on. Um, we will not have this every episode, because like we said, we're like, almost every day for like the next two weeks, we will be filming.
0: And I have pretty similar topics for character development. Very true. This time around, because we're both stars. Please! Please, I'm a star! <laughs> yeah. We are. We are. So, you'll get it later. <laughs> So, for me, um, my current update also is about to dance. Hope you guys don't get too bored of me talking about dance because that's a big part of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even amazing at it.
1: I digress. But
0: <laughs> well, she supports you.
1: Mm
2: hmm.
0: Anyways, so yeah, I um, have recently um, auditioned for a dance school. Um, basically this dance school is about 40 minutes to an hour away from me. Um, I will say that it isn't just a dance school. It's, you know, just an art school in general. It does, you know, like typical art, like sculptures, painting, abstract, that kind of situation. But it also does, you know, dance, it does theater, music, all the jazz, all the good stuff. Um, so it is just an art school. I'll just start from the beginning. So I actually auditioned for the school, um, last year on their website. They have a list of things that they would like to see in the video. Um, so you basically just film a bar, a center, the dancers that get it, get it. Um, and then you will film like a little bit of point work for the uh, girls who have their point shoes. Um, and they also accept guys as well. So I don't know how that would work, but I'm sure it's not too different from the girls. But, anyways, um, you just film a video and you also have a bit of a two minute improv in it, which let me just say is not my strong suit last year filmed the video sent it in and apparently they liked it enough to invite me to the school for the second audition because yes you have to audition twice so at the school they basically invite you for an in-person audition and it's kind of like just a regular dance class but they're you know judges there to, you know, critique what you have going on. And it's like the bar and center is basically just like any other old class, except you're being monitored. Um and then they'll do a little improv section, a little modern section, you know, all that. They try to make you feel as comfortable as you as they can, even though there is a little bit of pressure of it. Um and then at the end they do a little interview. Um, which isn't, you know, very long. It's like five minutes where, you know, you talk one-on-one with the staff. And it's it's very nerve-wracking. I will say it is it's a lot. But I did that last year, um, and I did not get accepted. But that is why I am auditioning again this year. And so I just recently finished my video. Uh, Most of the video's done. I think they're currently editing it together. Um, Every year, uh, I think they do auditions for enrollment and stuff like that at the same times. So right now, we're filming this in December. And I go back to December all the
1: time,
0: what she said. So yeah, I would say... um, December is the best time to film all of that, if any dancers are listening and want to do that. And then, if they like what you you know filmed, they would invite you January to audition in person. And I think it takes them maybe a couple weeks to a month to get back to you on that, because there's a lot of auditions, a lot of people who want to enroll. So yeah, hopefully... I can get in this year, but if not, that's just the universe saying it's, you know, not meant to be. And, you know, it is a little intimidating if I did actually get in because it would change the trajectory of my whole life because I've only ever been dancing casually. My whole life will just be dance. On the, if we're not on, you know, Christmas break or if we're not on summer break, things like that, I usually just dance three days out of the week for, like, one and a half to two hours. That is basically hobby-level stuff. But if I was to actually get into that school, it would be my whole life. I would never not be dancing. It would change me in many ways, emotionally, mentally, and physically. It's basically a school day, but you're dancing. They also have regular high school curriculum, um, so it's not just the thing that you signed up for. So not only do you have the pressures of that, you also have your actual regular schoolwork Um, and going into that from um, being homeschooled because I am homeschooled currently and I have been for about five years, maybe five, I think about five years four or five years. That would be completely different because I haven't been to school in a while. And so just being thrown into that would be very crazy. I mean, if I get in, then it was meant to be. And I'm sure along the way, I will learn a lot. But if I don't get in, then I would just assume that's the universe telling me that I'm not ready for that kind of commitment. I mean, I do plan on pursuing dance for a while, but I don't know if, like making it my whole life is what's meant to be and so we'll see I do have a little bit of confidence with my video because if they liked my video last year then I can imagine they would like mine this year because I've had a whole year of improvement my skill level is completely different now it's it's stressful and I am nervous but I'm just putting it in the hands of the higher ups at
1: this point. Yeah, I mean that's great. I mm-hmm. think I think they're gonna love you, but that's just I might be a little biased. <laughs> okay, so for me, y'all know I'm an actress. Ugh, Jesus Christ, scoliosis, but not. If y'all hear me say scoliosis or early arthritis, it's something I just say because my back. I'm aging. <laughs> over back. Also, if you hear me go, ugh, it's because I moved ever so slightly. <laughs> Just every we time I, like, you might, big. I go to click, like, a pause button for the recording or something, and all you hear is, ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah.
0: That's
1: relatable. Yeah. Yeah. So, my school... Our play for this year. So every year we have three plays one middle school play, one high school, and one high school um, musical. I am not in middle school, I'm in high school. So we just recently had auditions for the high school play, which is The 39 Steps, which is a compilation of Hitchcock clips from his plays combined to make one play. It's very, very satire making fun. It goes like James Bond meets fan fiction. James Bond meets Wattpad, very much. James um, Wattpad. Yeah. Uh, so I auditioned for that. I wanted the role of Pamela. I did not get her, which is okay. Because I'm very happy with the, role of the roles that I did get. I'm a policeman during a police chase. One. So I'm not going to have any lines, but I'm going to be in a police chase, which is very fun. I love a good chase scene. I'm the sheriff. And I play the woman who finds um, Annabella, who is... Uh, Hane, Richard Hane, aka the main character's first love interest. I find her dead body. So basically, yeah, I'm just gonna be playing some loud British people. It's gonna be fun. As you
0: should.
1: Yeah. So the plot of this play is uh, this guy, Richard Hane. He's like, oh, my life is so boring. I wish something interesting would happen. So if he goes out to the show. This is all in the 1930s, the early 1930s. And A be alive. Mm, so next to him. And he's like, whoa, she's hot. So they're kind of flirting. She's German, by the way. They're kind of flirting. He finds out. time to be
0: German. I don't Mm -hmm.
1: know. Her name is Annabella. She is flirting with him. And she's like, all out of the blue, can we go back to your place? And he's like, whoa. I mean, yeah, you're hot, but whoa. Okay. So she's like, great. So she pulls out a gun and shoots it into the air to get everyone to scatter and be like, oh, And then they run to his place, and the entire time she's like, lock the door, close the curtains, hit the lights, like, stuff like that. And he's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? What's going on? And she's like, I can't tell you, or else you would be involved. Do you want to be involved? And at this point, he's like, yeah. So, she, her name, her full name is Annabella Schmidt, um, she's German, but she's a, she's a German spy against the Germans, and she's telling him about this thing called the 39 steps, which is some evil organization that she's trying to take down. They're kind of flirty and he's like, okay, I'm going to help you. So he goes to sleep. He wakes up in the morning. She's found dead and he's being framed for his murder. So he's on the run and he meets this one woman, Pamela, who he thinks is stunning. But she's like, every time they meet, she turns him into the police because she does not believe that he did not actually kill her. And he reoccurringly runs into her, so he also makes this. Um, he goes to Scotland. He meets a Scottish girl named Margaret, and she's another love interest until Margaret finds out about the whole um, Annabella thing, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're a murderer!" So she kicks her out, and basically, it ends with them figuring out and stopping with her nine steps, and Pamela and Hanae uh, getting married, and it's very sweet, and. There's a lot of plot cliches like handcuffed together, uh, getting getting tangled in each other, ah, uh, having to pretend to be married, ah, uh, the sharing one bed trope, uh, enemies it's to lovers, ah, uh, the big five. It's really fun. There's also like pilot chasing, police chasing, on a train chasing, crazy Me. crazy stuff. Last year for the musical we did a clue, so we call it the clue school and I love clue. it was so good it was amazing my
0: favorite board
1: game mm, for real so so there's this one chase scene in clue where it's like once you read halftime like halftime when mr body dies there's this one chase scene where you get him running from all like the six people And they're, like, running into each other, and, like, the lights dim, and you have, like, people, like, this high-action music playing. People are jumping out from corners and running into each other and, like, throwing things at each other and running. And it ends with him running in place and everyone running in place behind him. And then he just, like, stumbles, and he falls face first. And everyone else scatters. And then the lights dim on him being dead, and then that's the end of the first uh, act out of two. So it's gonna be like that but on steroids for this one. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very excited. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. I have no clue when it will be, but, uh, uh, like, play practice picks up uh, after the break. And the break started, today's Sunday, so the break started literally, like, three days ago. Yeah. Very fun. Very fun. So, yeah. That's what's going on in our lives.
2: That's our current
1: character development. Yep. Hope y'all enjoyed. And all that was the Midnight Spill. I hope you guys enjoyed our first podcast. Um, we plan to post once a week every Saturday right now. That might change. But right now, Saturdays sound good. Yeah. Thank you for being Let
0: here. Let us know what we can improve on, what you want to see more of. We have a lot more segments that we felt like adding, so there will be new stuff, you know, coming with each episode. Yeah.
1: The only segment that I can say will be reoccurring is Tay Talks.
0: But yeah, for now, I am Amelia Berry.
1: And I'm Ansley Qualio. Thank Thank you you for meeting us at at midnight.